What's up, everyone? Welcome into a special pre-playoff crossover edition of Locked On Bucks and Locked On Bulls. I'm the host of Locked On Bucks, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on that show Monday to Friday. And also find my other work over at ESPN. And joining me today, for the first time, I've done a podcast with the legendary Hayes from Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, I know Chicago Bulls fans, uh, Hayes, are very well aware of your work. Perhaps not locked on fans. You jumped on board about a month ago. How are you yeah. doing and uh, how are you finding the locked on experience? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I really do enjoy being a part of locked on. I love the uh, the way that the whole network works together, helps each other. Um, and just the, the the fan base of locked on. I, you know, especially with having, you know, my own show before I started, uh, doing locked on bulls you know to be able to jump into a show mid-season and then to really accept me and my co-host and we took over a show that was that was much loved uh by the former uh host uh matt and big dave so it's been it's been really really fun really fun and i should say i guess there'll be some some of your listeners that'll be listening and just saying uh why the hell is there an australian guy uh hosting <laughs> locked on bucks so i will just say uh prior to the pandemic i was living in milwaukee i was in milwaukee for a couple of seasons there I'm covering the team and then I've come back home and and they still let me ramble on about the team every day. So I've been sticking with it. The team's pretty good. So it's a fun experience for me as well. Uh, Bucks and Bulls though. This is interesting. This is an interesting yeah. series. I think it's going to be a fun series in terms of the, certainly between the fans, the rivalry, I guess the, uh, the Wisconsin-Illinois rivalry. But during the season, Hayes, this hasn't quite been a competitive Series, so I, I guess I wanted to start there as far as the Chicago Bulls stand because we know that you started hot, had a bunch of injuries that seemed to really derail your progress. So, how would you assess the mood of either yourself, this show, and uh, and the fan base in general? Uh, I I call I, I call them now the sky is falling Bulls fans because <laughs> the sky has fallen for for many Bulls fans, and I think. Yeah. Um, especially with the way that the Bulls started off, a lot of fans, uh, a lot of us um, had worked ourselves into thinking, hey, maybe the Bulls are going to be a contender this year. And I think we forgot, you know, obje objectivity in this. This team was never built to necessarily compete for a title this year. Now, that doesn't excuse the collapse that we've seen uh, since the All-Star break. The fact, we've only got seven wins since the All-Star break. That's inexcusable no matter what's going on. Um, but I think overall. Um, I, I'm still happy this team, A, did not – they avoided the plan. I'm glad that they're going to get a playoff series. I'm glad that it's going to be against the defending champions. Um, and, you know, this season was always about experience, gaining that experience for Zach Levine, who's never been in the playoffs, Patrick Williams, who's never been in the playoffs, Io DeSumo, who's a second-round rookie, um, all of all, – all, everything like that, Kobe White as well. So um, with that being said, I just want to see them be competitive. But like you said – uh, the first two games of our season series were competitive. We lost the first one by four points, the second one by six points, and then got blown out by over 20 points in the last two. So hopefully they can get closer to where it started off this season against the Bucks, rather than where it ended at, hopefully. I think it's perfect the way you put it because obviously 
Yeah, I'm friends with some Bulls fans as well. And it's the it is the sliding scale of expectations where preseason, if you had said, Well, you're gonna be a six seed, uh, you're gonna win the amount of games that you won, you probably would have said, Let's do it. That sounds like a fun season. But by you know, early in the new year, all of a sudden it's like, Well, would a first round exit be a success? And maybe the expectations have changed through the season. And I know that there's a lot of talk out there. We'll get to the odds and all those types of things. But there is a lot of people suggesting that the Bucs are going to roll through this series easily. I think it's understandable that the Bucs are favorites, but I'm not predicting a sweep or anything here. But but what is, is it still a successful season? I guess if we're doomsday and say, okay, well, you do lose this series, whatever, how many games? Overall, it still feels like progress for the Bulls. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at where we were a year ago, the, the fact of where AK and Eversley have gotten this team in the two years that they've been running the team, the fact that um, they have a great foundation now to continue to build on top of. They have a lot of assets as well. They don't have a lot of cap space, but they have trade exceptions, mid-level exceptions. And we already have seen AK and Eversley get creative with signing trades with expiring deals. I, I trust this front office ability to continue to improve the team in whatever way that they can. And so because of that, I think this season is always going to be a plus overall for me. And that's because I, I tr- try to keep things realistic. This team was never going to win a title this year. And so once I focused in on that and, and just, you know, had to be honest with myself and that, regardless of how they played early in the season, um, like you said, though, if, if, if somebody would have told me the Bulls were going to win 46 games um, this, this season, be the sixth seed, uh, be ranked higher than Brooklyn, um, I would be like, okay, this is a, this is a positive season for us. So, yeah. Uh, for the Bucks fans, what's the health update from the Bulls? I mean, we've spoken about the fact you've had a number of guys that have been banged up for the last couple of months, really. And even mm-hmm. though some of these guys are back playing, and we know, obviously, Pat played uh, the last time uh, the Bucks played and had, had some pretty good moments, but hasn't played a lot this season. Zach Levine, I think, is still banged up, and that's probably not something that's going to that's gonna really repair itself before the end of this season. So what is the status of everyone on this, what has been a pretty long injury list for um, much, much, much of the season, I should say? I mean, the, everybody's is, is about as healthy as they're going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach, we know he's, he's dealing with the back and the knee. He's about as healthy as he's, he's going to be until he gets some rest in the offseason. Alex Caruso just recently had a quote, I think yesterday, saying that he's he's as close to 100% as he's going to be before before the playoff series start starts. And uh, Kobe White's still listed as day-to-day. But, um, you know, that, they just haven't updated the injury report on that one. So, basically, everyone's going to be ready to go except Lonzo Ball. So, Well, you mentioned Alex Caruso. So, can we just get a, uh, a 1 to 10 uh ranking of the the hate scale for grace and allen in the in the city of chicago oh man it's it's probably 20 honestly like it's 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 terrible it's bad (laughs) so what do you think and this is interesting and we had uh jim paschke on locked on bucks yesterday was a long time broadcaster for the bucks and he Mm. sort of mentioned that it'll be interesting to see because sometimes uh, the longer these series goes it can start to get a little bit more heated it can start to get Mm. a, a little bit more chippy and I think that there is some genuine dislike between these two teams based on what we've seen so far this season. Uh, do you yeah. think that is going to have any impact or any role on this series outside of the fans when you go to Chicago and Grayson hears it? I, w- I will say this. If the if this Chicago Bulls roster isn't already playing with a chip on their shoulder just because they're the underdogs and how this – hell, they got booed off their home court in the last home game of the season. I, I don't want to see them be chippy just because of Grayson Allen is on the court. I want to see them take some pride in the way that they played. If, if it's only Grayson Allen that makes them get a little chippy, 
then to me, they've already lost the series. I'm not one of those people who like focus on revenge. You know, a lot of Bulls fans at one point was like, I just, I just want to see somebody foul Grayson Allen hard. I'm like, no, I want to see us get a win. I don't care about the fouling hard or whatever right now. I want to see us get a win. Um, but I do think that this that this series definitely has the ability to get testy. I mean, when you look at it, the fact that the arenas are only what 91 miles from each other, there's going to be a lot of Bucks fans in the Chicago arena. There's going to be a lot of Bulls fans in Milwaukee's arena. It's going to be high energy. This I've said this before. If the Bulls can play, get back to how they were playing earlier in the season or as close to it as they can, this series has the potential to be like the first round uh, series against Boston when it was Derrick Rose's rookie year. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, and we can get into this a little bit more, but to me, I, I just think if you do have two two guys that can score the ball like DeRozan and Zach Levine, then there is potential mm-hmm. for the series to extend. So I think it's going to be interesting. But as far as our friends at betonline.net have this series uh, laid out currently, the Bucks obviously are the heavy favorites. So uh, plus 750 for the Bulls in the series. The Bucks are at... Uh, minus 1,200 there. The series did open at plus 650 bulls, so they've gone out a little bit there as well. I'm not really sure what would have inf- influenced that over the last couple of days, but uh, mm-hmm. look, there's no doubt that the Bucks are the heavy favorites to win this series. But if you are interested in potential upset in this series, then betonline.net is the place for you to go. It's also the place uh, for all other sports as well, whether it is uh, baseball and the rest of the playoff series in the NBA as well. So bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That's bet online where the game starts. What concerns you the most, Hayes? That might be a question that I already know the answer to, but what concerns you the most about this series as, as a Bulls, as someone who covers the Bulls? The Bulls' recent inability to hit three-point shots at a consistent rate that's been the biggest thing because if you go look look at all the games since the all-star break just about all of them we if we were hitting our three-point shots at the same clip that we were hitting in the map before the all-star break we'd have been in most of those games the the bulls have had so many games where it's 20 percent 17 percent um 22 percent like sub 30 percent from the three-point line and that's really affected the Chicago Bulls and also how they're defended. When, when you don't have to worry about a team hitting a three-point shot, that mm-hmm. allows you to pack in the lane. Uh, so, like, it's so much. I also think that Vooch, as much as Bulls fans have really detested Vooch over the course of this season, he really has the chance to really open things up. If he can be aggressive, if he can stay down low, not shoot as many threes, um, but he just hasn't – he hasn't done that – consistently so that definitely worries me as well and then probably the best player in the nba right now is on the other side of the ball Gian- Giannis. and so that, that's all anytime a team has what, somebody who almost can you can make a argument that he's the best player in the nba that's that should always worry because what do you do for that yeah the honest one is it obviously looms large and and i i think in general and this goes back to probably the last matchup that we saw between these two teams because before that there was players in and out of the lineup but uh, mm. now that the bucks had Brooke Lopez back on the floor. I, I was just watching that game and Milwaukee just looked huge, absolutely huge. And I think the problem for Chicago is that if one of your primary answers to matching the size is putting Tristan Thompson on the floor alongside Vooch, then I don't think that you're really helping yourself. So we, I mentioned Pat Williams, I thought had some good moments. I, I don't know whether Tristan Thompson has much of a role in this series and maybe I'll be proven wrong but it does seem that the the Bulls are in a difficult position because they probably feel like they need to go bigger, but I'm not sure whether that's not necessarily just playing into the Bucks' hands. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that us trying to go big has not really worked well for us at all. The thing when we've been most dangerous, surprisingly enough, is when we were playing Derrick Jones Jr. as our backup center. But that was when Lonzo was in the game. Him and Lonzo worked out this great pick and roll uh, chemistry that was just dangerous at one point. When Zach and Damar are both out, that Derrick Jones Jr. and, and Lonzo Ball um, pick and roll really saved us in some games. So, you know. I don't know what Billy Donovan is going to do. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. has played pretty well defensively against the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Like, again, nobody can stop Giannis, but he's played pretty well. So I don't know if maybe Tristan just doesn't get off the, the bench much in this series. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what Billy, Billy Donovan does. Because uh, Billy Donovan, one of the things that frustrated me with him all this season is he's really slow to make adjustments at times. And so we know playoff basketball is all about making adjustments. Who can make the adjustment before the adjustment and, and stay ahead of the other team? Billy Donovan just has not showed that in this season uh, very much with this Bulls team. So I guess it, it will all remain to be seen on the court. Derek Jones Jr. is one of the guys that, uh, as you pointed to, even previously to being in Chicago, he has had some some decent moments. And I think that, uh, again, you pointed to it. I don't think you're, like, you're stopping Giannis, but uh, there has been some teams that have had success. First of all, it's multiple bodies, and we all know that. Show multiple mm-hmm. bodies at Giannis, maybe you can at least make him work for it. Uh, but secondary, secondary, we've seen some smaller guys have some success as well. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, Smaller guys can frustrate him a little bit. They can get underneath him a little bit. And and this is something that I've always believed. Also, smaller guys get more benefit of the doubt with the officials. We've seen it. Marcus Smart, yeah, for, Marcus Smart, for instance, in Boston, this guy does some of the most illegal shit I've ever seen <laughs> when defending Giannis, but he's a tiny guy. So the official's yeah. like, well, I can't pay that. I mean, look how little this guy is. I'm not going to uh, call a foul on him. So I've always been a little more susceptible to the idea that going small uh, might work out better. Uh, to your point, I don't think that going big necessarily has worked for the Bulls. Sure, for sure. And I, it's, I, I, that's that, and that's the thing that makes it so difficult is that it's easy to say, oh, well, just shoot the ball better. But it's yeah. more difficult to come up with a with an actual strategy that says, hey, this is going to get you some success when we just haven't seen it. Like the way that this team has played since the All-Star break, you know, the most pessimistic Bulls fan, you have to at least understand for a while because they just have not played well. Even DeMars, how does he start it off his season? Um, it's just not been the same since the All-Star break. So, you know, what this Bulls team is going to do to kind of counterbalance what Milwaukee does and don't sleep on, on Holiday either and Portis because they both have killed the Bulls in, in, in different games as well. So, see. How do Bulls fans feel about Bobby Portis? Because uh, as you would be well aware i mean he's one of the more popular players certainly in the city of milwaukee and i think in general and and i obviously wasn't watching him day to day when he was in chicago but uh, really since he's walked in the door in milwaukee his attitude made you kind of want to get behind him and 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 hope for success for this guy uh he didn't win a lot in his in some of his earlier stops but do bulls fans like bobby portis do they do they hold anything against him Oh no, I don't think I don't think very many Bulls fans hold anything against Bobby because Bobby wanted to stay here. He was yeah. very vocal about wanting to stay here, and even when he was traded away, he was vocal about how how it hurt him that he was traded. Like Bobby Portis at that point in time, the Bulls weren't a very good team, but he was pretty much the heart and soul of the team. Uh, the, a lot of Bulls fans were not happy with that trade at all. The fact that they sent Bobby away, um, and that was during the time too where there wasn't a lot of players that wanted to be on the Chicago Bulls. And you know, I, I always have a soft spot for Bobby Portis. I'm, I was so glad when he when he got his title because listen, the, the the guy goes. He works. He worked on his game. He he asked to join the Bucks because he figured out, he he thought that he can 
helped put them over the top. And he came in and played every night like like he believed in that. And so, yeah, Bobby Portis gets no hate from me. And I don't know very many Bulls fans that do hate Bobby Portis. So I've said this a lot, and you, you would be well aware of this. But one of the things I love about Bobby Portis is, first of all, he is the first guy on the floor to want to talk trash to the opposition. But his ratio of knocking guys to the floor and helping them up or someone knocking him to the floor and him getting up and, and giving him a pat on the ass, is it, it is the highest ratio in the entire league. I, <laughs> I can't figure out whether opponents want to fight Bobby Portis or they genuinely love him. I think that there's a genuine uh, like for this man around the league because of the way that he plays and goes about it. Bobby Portis is one of those players that if he's not on your team, you could very well hate him, but you <laughs> always wish he was on your team. Does that make sense? Like, so part of you always wishes he was on your team or you had a player like him, but because he's not on your team, you're just like, hey, man, I can't I can't stand this guy. So, Well, that's true. And don't forget, uh, Nikola Mirotic had a, a, a brief stop with the Milwaukee Bucks as well. That didn't really go too well either. So Bucks fans yeah. are well and truly on the Bobby Porter side of uh, the Miritich, uh Porter uh, side of things as well. Definitely. Uh, you mentioned the three-point shot. So this is interesting. And if I look at the Bulls and why would I be concerned about it if I'm the Bucks? I already mentioned DeRozan and Zach Levine for sure. Uh, the other part of this is the Bucks do give up uh, in the regular season the second most wide open three-point attempts. Everyone knows the Bucks will tend to give up threes more above the break threes rather than from the corners. But Charlotte was the only other team to give up more threes. And when you do have a big man like Vucevic, who has hurt the Bucks in the past uh, in previous stops as well in Orlando, because he knows that he can get to the mid-range. He knows he's going to get wide open threes. So this is another reason why I personally wouldn't be predicting the sweep for this series, because I think that there is going to be a game or two games where they're going to be getting these open threes. And as you pointed to, if they take advantage of what the Bucks defense is probably going to give them, I think it can get interesting. I think you can too. All like as we've seen, especially with Kobe White being as cold as he's been too. We know Kobe's like he has the chance to go off for uh for one of those seven for nine from three point range games that just completely bust the game wide open. So um, I definitely think that this team has the chance to steal a couple ones, especially at home uh, with the energy and the fact that you know Bulls fans are going to be really excited because we haven't had a playoff game in five years. So there's definitely a chance for them to steal um, a game or two and push the series. And I think, hey, if the Bulls push the series to six, that's a win in my book. Particularly if you could get one of the first couple of games. I think that's yeah. when things can get a little bit interesting. If it goes back to Chicago 2-0, uh, um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out there. But and particularly because home court advantage in this series is it's obviously means something and the Bucks play extremely well at home. I think they only lost one home game last year in their postseason run. But... Uh, there will be Bulls fans in the building. I mentioned this the first time I ever went to Milwaukee. The first Bucks game I ever saw live was in the 2015 playoff series. And uh, I remember the first time walking mm -hmm. into the Bradley Center and just like wondering if I was ex actually in the right building. <laughs> I think at that point it was like 75, 25 uh, Bulls uh, for that series there. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. And I can't wait to see it. Um, but, you know, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's that time of year uh, that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It's It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating them. Um, Built Bars, if I told you that you can get a protein bar that is 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, 
you would you would definitely enjoy this bar. Uh, the can uh, compare that to a normal candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and then dozens and dozens of net carbs. As far as the flavors, listen, I've ta- I've been ta- telling you guys all season since I've been here is that uh, the 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 Dope Bar has has invented the first protein-infused marshmallow. And then they decided to cover it in 100% real chocolate. At Built Bar, they figure out how to make it taste good first, and then they make it healthy later. So we got an offer for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Are you a car man, Hayes? I absolutely am. So would you be doing your own repairs, uh, buying your own parts? I try to when I can, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm just lazy. <laughs> well, we know where you would be going if you didn't need to buy parts, and that would be rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and then wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? We've all got computers with access to rockauto.com, so we may as well be jumping on board and using this service. The easy-to-use catalog, uh, you can just go through. You can find whatever you need, whether it's uh, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is, they've got it all there, and you can save up to 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on. In the How Did You Hear About Us box today, know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, what do you got for me, Hayes? Is there anything on your mind about this series? Or otherwise, <laughs> look, we, we also just talk general shit, let's be honest, on, on Lockdown Bucks. We actually ended up talking Formula One for about half an hour the other day. So it's <laughs> just, we're just going off all over the place. Well, I do want to ask you this. So clearly you guys are favored, which you should be. But what is, if anything, hurts the Bucks or causes them some issues that they don't just don't do well? What What is something that you can see uh, them maybe 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 causing their own pain in, in a way? Well, one of the things that uh, I, I guess kind of gets overlooked from the Bucks championship run last year is just how awful they shut the ball from three throughout the entire postseason. And really, they got their way to the finals based on uh, defense. And it was their efforts mm-hmm. on the defensive end. We know what happened in the series against Brooklyn. But there was a number of grinded-out wins where the Bucks beat the Nets in Game 3, 87-84. Game 1 against Miami took Chris Middleton, but both teams were in the 90s, I believe, in that game. So uh, the reason for this is that they're around 30%, 31% from three as a team uh, when the NBA Finals started. And this isn't something new for the Bucs. The Bucs have done this ever since Mike Budenholz has been in town. They've been a pretty good three-point shooting uh, three-point shooting team during the regular season. Then they've got to the postseason, and they haven't been able to hit anything. And some of the guys that struggled last year in the postseason, Drew Holiday was one of them. Now, I think part of it is that this team will lean on their defense, and someone like Drew Holiday is going to be guarding a guy like DeMar DeRozan for 45 minutes throughout this series. So does that take away some of his shooting or some of his legs on the offensive end? Potentially, but for mm-hmm. the Bucs, this is a big question. To me, if they shoot the ball well in this series, then I think that they'll be okay. But I think that we've already mentioned what the Bulls can do offensively, but if the Bucs have their struggles uh, shooting the ball, because they'll get open looks, they've got shooters right throughout the lineup. Pretty much anyone that's on the floor can shoot the three, uh, but they haven't done it in previous postseasons and it's made their life really difficult. So to me, uh, will the Bucs continue their playoff struggles shooting the ball? That's a big question. 
I would not be surprised if we see a game where both teams just are not shooting the ball well yes. and it comes down to a defensive uh, game down the stretch. And then if that happens, that's – you know, that's honestly the type of playoff, playoff basketball I like to see, though. When it becomes yeah. a defensive game down the stretch in the third and fourth quarters, I love those type of games. Yeah, and and they were some of the, the memorable ones last year. And I, I guess the other big question for the Bucks right now is uh, all season long there's been this – uh, sort of background noise about, well, who's P.J. Tucker on this team? He played such mm-hmm. a vital role in last year's playoffs. And if you think about it, if P.J. Tucker was on this team this year, he probably would be the one defending DeMar DeRozan, which means that Drew Holiday doesn't have to do so. And that was kind of the benefit they had last year. Grayson mm-hmm. Allen has started all season long, uh, but just about a week or two weeks before the end of the regular season, he went to the bench, which we thought made a little bit more sense. We thought that Bud was going to go for five guys who can defend multiple positions. So Wesley Matthews has come into the starting lineup. So that's another big question. Wes has been pretty good this year, particularly considering the Bucs picked him up. He wasn't on a team like around Christmas time and the Bucs just said, hey, you want to come back and play for us? And he did. Now he's in the starting lineup playing presumably a pretty important role. So does he have a postseason run playing on some of the best offensive players in the opposition? So Wesley Matthews is another big question mark. And I like Wesley Matthews a lot. He's he's one of those players that he he just he just does all the things that you want a player that's in his role to do. So uh, I guess in I don't know if you've got anything else for this series, but the big question that I have for you is uh, who are going to be the players involved in the incidents that mirrors the Giannis. Mike Dunleavy incident from 2015. Oh, man, that's one of the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it is Grayson Allen and Patrick mm. Williams. Okay, Pat. well, it's interesting you say Patrick Williams because I think a sneaky contender is uh, Serge Ibaka, who, by the way, mm. uh, hasn't, hasn't been playing a lot. And a big part of that is, again, when Brook Lopez came back, the Bucks are all of a sudden mega-sized and you've got Bobby Portis and Giannis and Brooks. So I'm not sure whether he'll play much. But we were discussing this a couple of weeks ago, and I never actually looked it up to confirm. Was it against Chicago when Robin Lopez was on the Bulls that Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka were were throwing fists? Am I like making that up in my head? No, I think you're I think you're 100 correct on that. There you go. So it could be Serge Ibaka. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Serge, I'll, don't pick on a young fellow. You're a veteran. You don't need to be out there picking on Pat Williams. He seems like a lovely guy. But uh, I think Serge, if if you know, maybe late in the series, if some some guys off the bench come on the floor, there could be some interesting stuff. Definitely, definitely. Uh, do, do we do we want to do predictions here? I don't know if you want to see. It's it's in a tough spot because if I, I, you know, you can say Bulls in four if you want, and we'll we'll accept it. No, I'll say just in fairness, Milwaukee in five. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I think the Bucks are going to win the series, but I'm not as, I wouldn't say I think it's going to be as, as easy as what most people predict, but uh, maybe that's, maybe that's just me. But yeah, five or six for me as well. And, I, and I, again, I do think the first two games of this series are going to be super important. If the Bulls can get one, then they go home. That crowd's going to be crazy. As you said, hasn't been playoff basketball there for a few seasons. So overall, I'm excited. I think I, I always get excited to watch Bucks and Bulls games. I think it's a fun atmosphere. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we have some entertaining games here. Absolutely agree, hundred percent. Make sure you check out Locked On Bulls throughout the series to keep up uh, with Hayes and everything that's going on in Chicago land. And of course, you can listen to Locked On Bucks as well. And uh, myself, 
and uh, not all Australians. We have some American uh, people that will jump on with me and, <laughs> and talk about this series, but it should be fun. Uh, game one is on Sunday, uh, which for me, by the way, is 8.30 a.m. Monday morning, Hey, so it's, it's, not, oh, wow. it's not too bad. It's not, it's not, a, bad, it's not, a, bad, not a bad start to the week. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, all right, we'll leave it there for myself and Hayes. Enjoy the weekend and uh, get yourself ready for game one of the playoffs. Bucks and Bulls will be back after game one.